through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. In 1981, this mother was raising six children. She was a homemaker and the organist in her church. Two decades later, she would take part in one of the most infamous kidnappings of our time, the abduction of Elizabeth Smart. Let's take a look back at the horrific crime that put Wanda Barzi in the headlines. It was almost eight years ago, 2002, when 14-year-old Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped at knife point from her bedroom. Her nine-year-old sister, Mary Catherine, witnessed the abduction but pretended to be asleep. Four months later, Mary Catherine had a memory from that night. I was thinking of who might have taken Elizabeth. The name Emmanuel came into my head. Ed Smart recalled hiring a man to do work around their house named Emmanuel. He worked with a sketch artist and released this drawing to the public on February 3rd, 2003. The next day, a woman called the police, identifying the man as Brian David Mitchell, a self-proclaimed prophet. The tipster also said he would likely be with his wife of 17 years, Wanda Barzi. She was right. About a month later, Brian and Wanda were spotted with Elizabeth walking the streets near Salt Lake City. Elizabeth's ordeal was finally over. Elizabeth is now 22 years old. A few months ago, she testified in court, saying Mitchell chained her to a tree and raped her repeatedly nearly every day of her captivity. Brian David Mitchell has pled not guilty, and a judge is determining whether he is competent to stand trial. And last year, on November 17th, Wanda Barzi pled guilty in federal court to kidnapping and unlawful transportation of a minor. She's confined to a state hospital and has yet to be sentenced. State charges are pending against both. Several of Wanda Barzi's six children say they aren't surprised that their mom could do something so evil because they say they were her first victims. This is the house that we grew up in. Um, We haven't been back here in years, and being here and seeing the house is pretty hard. It kind of puts a hole in your stomach. Our family appeared normal from the outside, and then the minute that we walked through the door in the house, it seemed to all just change. I remember my father being very um, controlling and abusive. Derek says he learned how to fend for himself when he was just eight years old. So this is the backyard where I would come and escape from, you know, the abuse in the house, and uh, this is where I found my refuge. I didn't want to be hit. I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't, I wasn't getting any love or attention at home. So it was much easier for me to come out here and live in the sagebrush than to to be in my house. 
I remember my mom locking up food in the pantry. That's how she'd torment us, um, go for a couple days, eat in front of us. My dog loved me unconditionally, so I'd sit outside in the doghouse and hide <laughs> and have my dog snuggle me for warmth. I'd eat dog food with my dog in the bowl. Grabbing my BB gun, I would go out here and, and uh, you know, take aim at whatever creature came in my line of sight. Built a fire and I put them on a stick and roasted the bird and, and ate it. It most definitely was a survival mechanism for me. She would brainwash us relentlessly. We would be called up to her room and she would sit there and drum into us. If you weren't a part of this family, then the family would be fine. And if you were dead, then, you know, so it was more the psychological, emotional, constant abuse from her that to me was worse than the physical abuse because I felt like the physical wounds could always heal, but the scars of emotional abuse have remained. You know, she robbed us of our childhood. She robbed us of our innocence. She robbed us of everything we were, we stood to be. Four of Wanda Barzi's children are here. This is Rhonda, Derek, Louie, and Andrea. Reliving this has brought back a, a, a lot of bad memories, Andrea. You said, why did you, you want to be here? Um, I think first and foremost, I think the media somewhat portrayed my mother as being a victim of Brian David Mitchell. And I think um, one of the reasons I wanted to come on the show was to kind of expose her for the monster she is. Mm. That's one. Uh, the second reason you is You think that to, she's been, been treated like the victim, like... Yeah, I think that the media has really portrayed her as being just a psychological victim of Brian Mitchell. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm here to show that she isn't, that mm -hmm. she's had, you know, issues and problems before she ever connected with him and that their, their relationship just ended up not being a good mix because I think they both had psychological issues that they just kind of both worked, worked from each, off each other. Yeah, from what I hear you saying, that they fed on each other. They fed on each yeah. other. Yeah. Andrea says that when she was a child, she thought all children were treated badly. How were you all treated? We all suffered from physical abuse at my father's hand, but just um, the, the more physical neglect, mm -hmm. medical neglect, but it was more um, prevalent, the, the emotional abuse. Was the emotional the abuse. And it's so hard, too, when you look at your family and look at those pictures, it looks like Mrs. Cleaver. Yeah. yeah. We, always, we always kind of considered ourselves as the Brady Bunch family without Alice the maid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah. You yes. Look, yeah. You had to keep that appearance. Yeah. Yeah. For was our, that a spoken thing, Derek, or was it... Was um, it, was it not it, necessarily. It seemed like the doctrine we were taught... You know, that's, that's, the way, that's the way the good Mormon family was, was supposed to be. You know? but, but you also shared with our producers that you had no sense of right or wrong. I didn't have a sense of right or wrong. I was, I was on my way to prison. I, I was getting caught for, you know, things and... and uh, what kinds it, of things? Well, bad things, I, unsavory things. Yeah, I was... He'd start the fields on fire in our sandy or in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. in the field. Uh, I have a lot of trouble with the law. <laughs> the, 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 th the thing is, though, when you're a child, when you don't get what you need to, to develop, you don't know you're not getting what you need to develop oh. into, right. you know, the kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, I was clueless. Right. Yeah. And so now that you look back, what do you think you needed that you didn't get? 
I, you know, I, I craved, I wanted nurturing so bad. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted my parents to love me. You know, I just, I wanted, I wanted somebody to tell me it was all right. You know, when, mm -hmm. well, I think kids need, that. I think kids need structure. I think they need that sense and to know that no matter what you do, you're still going to be loved. And we, we were raised in the environment that we were just so worried about stepping out of line one little inch and we never knew what, what was coming or when it was coming or so we just kind of flew low under the radar and didn't so care it's interesting. where you, we live. You, you shared uh, with the producer that you didn't know until you went to someone else's home that what you were experiencing wasn't normal. Tell me what happened at the person's home that well, made it's you... Just, like I would ask my friend, do you mean your parents don't beat you or you mean your parents don't do this and I remember her family inviting me up to a camping trip two weeks out of the summer and it was like heaven and that was my first exposure away from home and I'm kind of surprised that my parents let me go but the more exposure I had away from home the more I realized that I didn't really care to be at home and I started realizing and so I kind of feel like I took on more the role of the protector in the family mm -hmm. and I, I started becoming a little bit more she was my bodyguard. <laughs> she was your bodyguard. She was my bodyguard. So what, what are, the, what are yeah. the age? Who's the oldest? You I'm are. the oldest. Okay. Of, the, I'm the baby. You're the baby. Yeah. Did you have a similar experience? Because it is, it is often true that children growing up in the same home with the same circumstances have different experiences. Was your experience? Me growing up as the baby, things were already lost by the time I was born. So these guys could kind of get out on their own and fend for themselves. But I was kind of stuck behind living in the... Abuse, I couldn't hide from it as well as you guys could, so that was hard. When did the divorce to your father take place? 1984. 1984. So I was about 13 or 14. I was eight. You were eight during that divorce. And then did she go into some kind of depression or? She's always been depressed and psychologically abused all her life, so. I did see her have an emotional breakdown. You did uh, see her? Breakdown. Were you out of the house by 19? I was out of the house. I had a boyfriend, and it's when my mom and dad were going to be getting a divorce, and she was already living downstairs in the basement. They were sleeping separately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And did your father beat you all regularly? I think, I think when I started standing up for, for my siblings, then I tended to get more of the physical abuse from both my dad and my mom. So mm -hmm. I did experience the physical from both parents. So you would try to protect them. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, to go back, I would just say that, that my mother was probably terrified to, to mention any, you know, she would, she would occur the wrath of him if she would have tried I to defend we all, us. Or, we were all afraid of him. Yeah. To yeah. Try when my dad was in, in one of the moods, you, 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 got, you got away from him. We asked the father of Wanda's six children for a response to their accusations of abuse. He declined our request. So these children are all from Wanda Barzi's first marriage. Wanda eventually divorced and married her second husband, Brian David Mitchell. Every family has somebody who's a little embarrassing or strange, maybe a bit out there. But this story takes that notion to a whole new level. The mother of these four siblings is known around the world as the woman who kidnapped Elizabeth Smart. Wanda Barzi was a stay-at-home mom of six and now sits in a state hospital waiting for her sentencing. Andrea, what do you think your mom's sentence should be? 
I don't think that she should see the light of day again. As a citizen and as a mother myself, I feel like I have a responsibility to help protect children, and I don't want to see anyone else fall victim to her. Mm -hmm. Do you feel the same, Louis? Um, my mom's been mentally sick her whole life, and now that she's getting the right medication, apparently she's holding some responsibility for herself, so I think that's a good thing. You, Derek? Uh, yeah, I don't... I'm undecided on that. I'm not sure. Whatever do you think so, means. Rhonda? I had a hard time believing that she had even any part to do with it until she had pleaded guilty to the kidnapping. I That's think interesting. I think That's interesting. A... You had a hard time believing that she'd done it, even when you saw her with him and knew she was married to him and heard the whole story about Elizabeth yeah. Smart. And tell us why. I'm the oldest out of six, the six mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. and I just had a different feeling for my mom growing up. I just was closer to her, and... You were the first one. First one, yeah. and golden child, I guess, mm -hmm. and... Um, was she not as abusive to you as she was to the others? I don't remember her being abusive to me. I remember she taught me a lot. She did a lot of cooking and baking and homemaking. She made all of our clothes when we were little kids, and just... I have a different... I had a different view of her growing up. But it's interesting because, as I was saying earlier, and this is true of all families, whether, you know, it's a wonderful family, even kids who, you know, think that they had a wonderful childhood, perhaps one's experience is different. If you have six kids, you're going to mm -hmm. have six different experiences because mm -hmm. we're all different. Yeah. And so even if I was saying to the producers last night, even if you live in a house where somebody says, well, we got ice cream every Saturday, somebody else could say, but I was always the last one, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So everybody has a different experience. So do you see that their experiences are real for them? I do. And I haven't even seen my sister Andrea for like eight years. It's been a long time. I'm, I'm glad to see her here. It's mm -hmm. good, to um, see her. good to see you. Now, it's so interesting. Okay, so we'll get into why you all haven't seen each other. Because this whole yeah. dysfunction in the family. Wrecked us. Wrecked the family. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. Wreck the family. I'm realizing that we need to respect how each other feels about their upbringing with my mom. And Absolutely. Had a, we all had a different experience with her. And Absolutely. I'm just trying to remember the good times. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's good. If, <laughs> if, that happen, if, if only that happened as a result of this coming together, then that, that would be a good thing for all of you. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also true for all families yeah. that the experience is different. So tell me this. Your mother was married to your father for 21 years, mm -hmm. they divorced, uh, and then a year later mar married Brian David Mitchell. Mm -hmm. You all knew him, because he, he is your stepfather. Technically, that's what he is. I had a bad feeling about him in the very beginning. He just gave me a hug, and it was just a really creepy feeling I had from him. Mm -hmm. Did you? It's like everybody that meets him just that I've talked to seems to feel that same way about him. You know, his mannerisms, the way he... Yeah. Looks at you that he's just got this, you know, kind of a an odd stare about him, an odd, you know, appearance and it's the kind of vibe you get from him. Well, here's more about family life with Wanda Barzi and Brian David Mitchell. When my mom married Brian, they seemed to be normal, happy couple. When I first met Brian, he was clean shaven, uh, short hair, and um, clean cut. But his mannerisms and the stuff like the way he talked and the way he carried himself, it was just, he was, he was weird. Brian and my mom would force me to pray with them for two to four hours a day. 
I would pray in their bedroom mainly. My mom was praying and I was kneeling there and Brian actually nudged me and he pulled out some photos of some nude women and laid them up on the bed. And it seemed that they were trying to get me to participate with them that day. But I just closed my eyes and acted like I didn't see the photos. The final straw before I moved out was I came home for dinner one night and I asked what we were having for dinner and my mom said chicken. During that meal, her and Brian were both not touching their plates really, but they were kind of picking at a salad that they had. And she had a smile on her face the whole time. The next morning I went to go feed my rabbit and the cage was empty and I said, what happened to Peaches? And she said, you had her for dinner last night. You were 14 years old when that happened. Yes. So when I was living with Brian and my mom at that point, and it was that was kind of the final straw. I couldn't stay there anymore with all the mental torment. They made me start working at the age of 12 when I were, moved in with them, and the control and the TV being locked up. I could only watch National Geographic. I could only do church activities. The windows they screwed from the inside, so I couldn't escape. I couldn't sneak out. They made sure it was locked down. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. You said when you hu hugged uh, or touched or were in, in the company of uh, Brian, Brian David Mitchell for the first time, it felt weird. Did your father feel weird too? Did you? Would you say your? My father never hugged us. Mm -hmm. I, I actually questioned about that. I, I you know, I because like like my sister Andrea said, you know, we had these other experiences that we'd go see other families and see how you know. They interacted with each other, and it was completely different. We never saw our parents hug or kiss or no. anything. And I asked my father, I was like, why don't you ever kiss or hug us, Dad? I was about eight years old, and they were doing the dishes. And he's, you know, he threw me off. He asked me you know, a question back. He's like, do you want me to kiss and hug you? And I, I, you know, I just kind of said, yeah. And he gave me a half-hearted hug, and, and that was it. That's the only time I can remember any kind of affection from my father, and I had to solicit it. So the, the family dispersed, obviously. The family dispersed. You all went your w separate ways. And then you are watching television and find out that your mother is suspected of kidnapping Elizabeth Smart. Back in 1991, I heard my mom and Brian had hit the road, sold their possessions, and began preaching. I guess they were trying to live a life of poverty to probably get closer to God. I knew they hung out at the bus station at the homeless shelters, and that's where they preached. Wanda's children say she eventually abandoned and disowned them. After that, they say they only saw her once in a while around town. It was this hardware store where I ran into Brian and my mom. I had my son with me. He was about eight years old, and I wanted him to meet his grandmother. In my attempt to introduce him, they completely ignored me and my son. They acted as if I wasn't even there. I remember being here once on the 4th of July with my daughter. I saw Brian and my mother sitting underneath the tree. I approached them and asked her how she was doing. She ended up grabbing my face and telling me that my father was evil and screaming at me from the scriptures. I remember one time being in my car at this grocery store and I saw my mom and Brian walk out in their robes with a sack of potatoes right in front of me. 
and I just couldn't believe what I saw. It was kind of in a daze and just couldn't believe that that was my mom. It's so interesting, Derek, that you went to introduce your eight-year-old son to your mother because after all that she had done to you, you still wanted to have connection with your son. You said, I wanted That's my son natural. to meet his you know, I wanted, I wanted, well, I was, I, I was hoping to connect with her again as well, and I thought maybe my son would, would maybe mm -hmm. give her some kind of connection, but not to, to be. Not to be. So how did you find out your mother was wanted in connection with the kidnapping of Elizabeth Smart? I was watching America's Most Wanted and saw him profiled, saw Brian profiled, and, uh, yeah, everything, you know, just clicked to me, and... All the ill feelings I had towards Brian just were justified right there, and I wanted to find him. Mm -hmm. Wanted to find him. I was going to bring him. I was going to bring him to justice mm -hmm. by his beard. I was going to drag him to the police station <laughs> by his beard. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That was in my mind. I was going to do it. But at that point, when you saw that he was wanted in connection, you knew that your mother also had to be involved. I knew one hundred percent. I was watching the same night. Mm -hmm. America's Most Wanted. America's Most Wanted. Seven years ago. How did you find out, Andrew? Um, I was helping my foster parents move, and my foster dad had seen the show, and so he goes, well, they think that your stepfather and mother had something to do with Elizabeth Smart's kidnapping. So I finished helping him move, didn't put much you know, more thought to it, got home that night, and I just had this sick feeling come over me that I kind of, I kind of knew deep down inside that they had some, something to do with it. And so right then and there, I called the police, and um, I went to, and had an interview with the detective, and then they... I said, I do know that they've put up teepees and camped up in the mountains, but for all I know, they could be in Florida or New York. Who knows? Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so, yeah, we all started giving them tips of what they look like. And... Why do you think that they went after uh, Elizabeth? Um, I think they went after Elizabeth Smart to start their own religion, their own cult. Brian was very power-hungry in the church, and he couldn't really get any higher, and he wanted, he wanted control. He wanted more. Mm -hmm. You received a letter from your mother recently. I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, first, before you read that letter, do all of you stay in communication with her? No. No? She sent me a couple things, but I, honestly, I've thrown them away. I, to me, it's, there's nothing there, so. Yeah. Too little, too late. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. For you. But you When don't she feel was that first way. arrested about seven years ago, I was getting letters from, from her. It's interesting because Rhonda, being the oldest and having, you know, and, and also being the favored child, as you said, yeah. um, you <laughs> didn't believe it at first until she just confessed that she did. So what did you think? She was just, did you think that she was the victim of Brian I thought David maybe, Mitchell? yeah, she was, she never spoke for herself. I remember seeing her at my grandfather's funeral right before the kidnapping. And he was yelling all kinds of repent at our grandfather's funeral in this screaming, it. screaming repent. Yeah. And she was just walking with him and not saying anything. Just, I just felt like she just followed him and did whatever he told her to do, so. Do you think she's his victim? I think because she wants to be. I honestly, or does she share responsibility for her actions? I think she should, and I think she should. Tell us what she wrote you. Well, this is just one of the most recent letters. Dear Rhonda, oh, how much you mean to me and the boundless love I have for you and each one of your brothers and sisters. I'm so very sorry for the lives of abuse you each had to live through growing up and that you have had to 
Live without a mother and a grandmother to your children. It is my constant prayer that each of you may find it in your heart to forgive me. Each of you are so precious to me. So, Lori, are you mouthing, I can't believe it? Is that what I saw? Yeah, it kind of makes me sick because you always want a mother to love you and she's just never been a mother, ever. And it makes me angry that now, when it's too late, um, usually as children you either get a mother or a father that love you, but we never had either. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's twofold. When we were little, it was so taboo to even mention our mother was, was sick. We all knew she was sick. But she's had a lifetime of, of not getting any help for anything. Mm-hmm. And now that she's in her 60s and she's getting help for something, you know, there's this chasm between us. And it's, how do you bridge that? How do you, how do you overcome that mm-hmm. distance, you know? I well, don't know how to do it's it. It's hard when you have had no one to model after to even build a foundation of anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what's, it's what's hard is um, I don't feel like my mother deserves the title of mother because I feel like motherhood is a very sacred responsibility to rear, uplift, comfort, nurture, teach, guide your children, and to love them unconditionally. Yes, it's and the hardest job shown. on earth when it's done well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly when it's done well. How, right. how old are your children? I have a 22-year-old son and a 19-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because my son is the same age as, as Elizabeth. And I would say two weeks or so before the kidnapping, um, they showed up at my home to, I believe, try to enlist me as another wife. Mm. And that was an interesting experience. And I asked them to leave because I, you know, as a child, you don't have any control over your environment. But as an adult, I have control. And I thought, I'm not going to let them come into my house and dictate and control me. Wow. So tell me this. When you said, I think they were coming, this is a couple of weeks before the kidnapping. You I said think it was they a were, couple of weeks. What I, happened? What actually happened or was said that makes you feel that way? Well, they sat down and started talking about their gospel and, and how he was sent as a messenger and how they really wanted me to take part in it. Mm-hmm. And I finally said, you know what? I just really need you to leave. Hmm. And so they got up, and she says, well, can I give you a hug? And I said, no, you could have a nice life. And that was the last time I had seen... I I can't let this go. You mentioned that you all were praying, and you would have to pray for two hours, and then he placed the nude pictures on the bed. Was there ever abuse from him? Not from him. Or attempted abuse? There was innuendos. There was long hugs. He'd shrug up against me. Very uncomfortable. I didn't like him to, I, I felt like if I wore a turtleneck around him that he was undressing me with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird and twisted, but my mom, she liked to torment too. So he'd give her a little bit of power and a little bit of rain to see what she'd do with it. They, it trickled. Were you ever abused by him? Not by him, no. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that the people who've now been charged with being incompetent Mm -hmm. to go to trial, do you believe they're incompetent? I believe they should be held 100% responsible for what they did. Um, I think they know exactly what they did. If they were let out, they would commit it again. They would find me or some other young girl. And uh, there's no way they should ever be let out. What do you think when you see Elizabeth Smart? I, I commend her for the person she is and all that she's had to endure and all that she aspires to be. 
Yes, when I heard her father, Ed, say, and I remember this moment, uh, seeing that on the news, it was like breaking news, that it's real and it's a miracle. It does feel like it's a miracle that she was able to escape that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, I think, I think as adults, we kind of create our own realities, and I think my mom and Brian definitely created theirs, and I agree with her 100% that I don't feel like they should be let free. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's competent to stand trial? I've, I've thought from the 100%. very beginning that they're very competent. They're both very intelligent people, they're master manipulators, they're very calculating, and if you look at the time frame and when everything's happened and, and to this point, suddenly she's cooperating, it's, it's, it's in a way to help her own self to get a lighter sentence, I mm -hmm. feel. Mm -hmm. You feel that? Yes. Yeah. So how have the sins of your mother, it was very interesting earlier, if you all are just joining us, talking to the four children, there are six of uh, Wanda Barzi, um, Brian David Mitchell is unfortunately their stepfather. I know you, that's not how you wish to describe him, but that's just facts. Earlier you were saying that you hadn't seen her in a long time, that the family is um, broken up. How have the sins of your mother affected your lives? The sins of my mother have affected my life in many different ways. First off, I don't regret anything that's happened to me in my life. I respect every single incident because it made me who I am mm -hmm. and the kind of mother that I am. I know not what to be. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's made me stronger in that sense and, and very close with my children. I, I value it a lot more. So I can't do anything but love it. Mm -hmm. I had to evaluate who I was. I had to, you know, I had to look back and say, I was, I was on the wrong path, you know, like she... She went down, and, and I, had to, I had to learn responsibility, and, and I had to, you know, once I, once I figured that out, that I had to own my mistakes, mm -hmm. you know, it was, a, it was a whole new world for me. Every, you know, I realized that, you know, I couldn't be a, a victim of my circumstance anymore. I couldn't blame my background for mm -hmm. where I was going. Good I had for you. To... Do you think your mother has taken responsibility? I want you to answer that question about how the sins of, her sins have affected your life, but do you think that by writing this letter and whatever state she's in now, do you think she's taken responsibility? It's hard, it's hard to believe. I, in my heart, I guess, I haven't been able to have any children of my own mm -hmm. and, pro and will never be able to. Um, I think as me being the oldest, my, my dad actually sent me a letter a few years back saying that he was sorry I was the parent in growing up. I was left to watch my brothers and sisters um, a lot. I want to believe my mom. All these years, I've tried having a relationship with her. It's hard. I, I just don't know of a mother that could give up six of her children and then be accused of kidnapping someone else's child. She's missed a lot with all of us. I think we've, we've all... a lot with each other. I think we've turned out pretty darn good for... Yeah, despite ...the everything. circumstances yeah. that growing up and... Both of my parents must have done something right. <laughs> So tell me this, why haven't you all seen each other? For me, for me I feel like um, I can't move forward if I'm always living in the past. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's just been a healthier for me to surround myself with good support. So is it also too, which I can imagine, that if, and there are two who are not represented, so I don't know what their position is with, with your mother, that if Rhonda is, you know, just now believing after her mother, con after your mother confessed that she had anything to do with it, and you believing that 
from the moment you heard that she absolutely was involved, that the differences keep you apart? Is that also true? I think that has something to do with it. It seems like we were pretty close. At it's one like time you're on her side and I can't be with you if you're on her side. Right, it causes... Well, it's I hard. I think we're all in different stages of healing, too. So I mm -hmm. think that that's important because, right. you know, I've kind of... So have realized... you done a lot of work? Because you, you talk this talk very well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but different stages of healing and wanting to surround yourself with people who are going to be supportive. I've had a lot of therapy. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of therapy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were going to say, Lou Reed. I think um, growing up with parents and individuals like that, it's really hard to go back and live in the past. This, this has been absolutely crazy since this story broke because I was never really upfront about my past before. And now it's, had, it's made me come out and talk about it, which has been an, a, a good thing. But mm -hmm. most people before would never even believe one of the stories. They were like, wow, you got to be kidding me. But, I mean, everybody's incidences are different. And the kinds of abuse that I saw, I mean, my mother taking knives to her wrist, trying to drown herself in tubs, we'd always have to be the one to save her or make her love us some way. And then the torment on top of that, it's just, you can't... It's hard to heal a relationship when we've been so separated all our... It's been everyday survival for us. Yes, and I'm so glad you used the example earlier of having the dinner, sitting at the dinner table, them not eating, you eating, and then finding out that you're eating your pet rabbit later. Because when you talk about abuse and psychological abuse, it means something different to every person. So none of us who are listening could imagine that the abuse takes that kind of, that kind of form. And I'm sure there were many other crazy things going on in the house all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I got a dollhouse when I was five, and it was one of my favorite things. And about two weeks to a month after I got it, I came home and it was gone. It almost seemed like she got a sense of happiness out of it. She had this smirk on her face whenever we'd get destroyed. Well, the mental illness, the abuse, the neglect, do you, do you ever worry about becoming your mother? I never worry about becoming my mother. I've educated myself pretty well in uh, the psychological department, and you got to be aware of it at all times. It's mm -hmm. definitely something on my mind all the time, but at that point, because I am aware of it, I think it helps me stay away from it. I'm wondering this, because everybody has different levels of uh, dysfunction in their families, unless you're the Cleavers. <laughs> and I'm wondering if there's, a, and, 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 and I even have had to do this in my own life, certainly nothing compared to the level of abuse, but be able to say to people, I could meet you where you are now without having to want to go back and make it different or want to go back and make something what it wasn't, mm -hmm. but I can meet you where you are now. Do you think you will ever be able to do that with your mother? I feel like I'm at that point mm -hmm. with, with her. Yeah. And I, I mean that by never thinking that we're ever going to have a mother-daughter relationship, because at this point, you can't. Yeah, that's yeah, that's gone. Right. That's gone. That's right. gone. Yes. Yes. Well, I, would, I, would, I, I think I'd have a hard time with that, because I, I have such a distance from her. Mm -hmm. She and I are so disconnected. I, you know, I just I don't know how to, to overcome that. Yeah. I have no desire to have any contact with her, and that's just where I'm at. If you, had, if you could say anything to her, is there anything you want to say to her? I, I just am, being a mother, I can't conceptualize what she's done, and that's just kind of where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So 
If you could say anything, Louis. If I could say anything to my mom, it would be, I don't even know who that person is anymore, you know? I knew a monster, and, and now she's getting some medication, which I guess is a good thing, but I can't say, do I want a relationship with her? I can't say that I want one. I, 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 it's like a stranger. You can't say that you're going to have a relationship with them. I, I guess it's my way of feeling like she no longer has control. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to give any weight or power back to her. So for me, taking a stand, for me, it seems like that's... You left and went to a foster home at what age? I left at, like, 13. I refused to be home in that environment anymore. Really? And, yeah, since then, this I've had This was with a, your father and your mother? Yes. And yeah. since then, I've had to deal with some of those issues of, you know, some guilt of... To, if, if the primary targets are taken out of the home, then who else is going to be named the target? Mm-hmm. And so there was some guilt that became, issues. <laughs> yeah. okay. Exactly. And so I had to deal with a lot of those struggles. But... Um, like I said, I think it's surrounding yourself with good. Why were you taken good. out of the home at 13 years old? I wasn't taken out of the home and, state, and placed in state foster care. Uh-huh. I was um, placed through a, a church-assisted mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And, because um, you asked to be? I, I refused to go back home. And I couldn't just stay on the streets, so they had to do something. My mother had kicked us out. Is that when she, she kicked, kicked us out? That's when she kicked she us out. Put us out on the and street. And she kind of manipulated the, the younger kids to come back because there was a lot of talk in the neighborhood about her, and she didn't like all the talk about her being an unfit mother and stuff. And so she kind of bribed the three younger kids back. And my older sibling and I refused to go back home. You have said to your mother. What have you said to your mother? I, I've told her that I've forgiven her. And I'm just not sure how honest she's being with all of that, though. I'm not sure if she's being... And what does that mean, you've forgiven her? What does that mean? Just from the letter that I had just read that she had said, I just don't feel like she was able to stick up for any of his kids. I think she would have with my dad being abusive. I think that's what's so hard for those who suffered in a way that you did not. Yeah. Yeah. But I wish you all peace. Wanda Barzi declined to talk to us, but sent this statement through uh, her attorney. Wanda remains in intensive treatment related to her mental illness, is still a defendant in two criminal cases. For both reasons, she's not in a position to be able to engage in a dialogue or comment on the subject of your program. It is her hope and desire to continue mending relationships wherever possible as she proceeds through her serious and unique circumstance. Goodbye, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening.